The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. Hi, this is Melvin. I'm a wizard. And I cast spells. Colvic Darkseed. I am a half-orc cleric, and I have devoted my life to the goddess Hyaea. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. I'm a rogue. And pretty cool guy. Previously, on the very good adventuring team. It has taken that damage. <laughs> very good. We're so good at D&D, guys. <laughs> the very best. A fucking gut McMilk. So this You're is... blowing a six-level spell slot? Yep. This is going to wow. be one powerful fist. There's going to be this really hardcore fisting action here. No one's ever been fisted like this before. No, not at the sixth level. That I'm aware of. It's not a good idea to fist this violently. No. Mm-hmm. I will send Victor's fist over to annihilate it. I'm sorry, Victor's fist? Oh, Victor's magnificent, magnificent fist. Victor's magnificent, magnificent fist. fist. Shrieker's gonna shriek. Uh, this is poop. Poor faces. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't know what it was. <laughs> Where to apply it. <laughs> oh. Not a ball. I cannot believe that. What the hell, DM? That's the Ooh. range is how long you can say ploob. <laughs> okay, how about when he's going over with you have to make fighting noises? <laughs> That's acceptable as well. Okay. He's whispering ploob. The shriekers are going... <laughs> Everybody's just making dumb sounds. <laughs> Give him a good rogering. Mr. Wizard over here is in a hurry for his fisting. I'm going to go ahead and use my inflict wounds to go ahead and grab this guy right in front of me for a total of 32 damage. 32 damage. So you reach out and touch someone. And as you do, the glowing light extends out from your fingers. And in a crazy Marvel movie-esque sci-fi special effect, it penetrates and fills this vine beast. And it explodes in a shatter of vines and fucking foliage. And what a beautiful fall image for all of us. Oh, man. And the last, last, last... Of the V vine blights is destroyed. That was a close one for me, anyway. That dangerous got fight. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Cowardly wizard. Well, you only got hit like what once, and it took away a quarter of your hit points. So 
if your two meat shields down below had gone the way of the <laughs> buffalo, it might have been a harder time for you. Yeah, maybe. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. I guess next time I'll just have to throw 50 of these things at you and see what <laughs> happens. Well, and it all started with a magic bean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things could have been a little bit different, but uh, you guys planted a thing that like basically made an alarm bell and drew all of the energies to, or enemies to you. What do you guys think? One more bean? Uh, once we heal up, I'd be down for a bean. <laughs> <laughs> the Magic Bean Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if I would have known a year and a half ago that this is where we would end up being, we totally would be the Magic Bean Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... You guys, uh, you guys, things kind of like settle down and like you can see that you have destroyed all of these big vine blights that have been coming at you and what have you. And then you can hear like this real faint noise and you can't quite make it out at first. And then you start hearing it get a little louder and a little louder and then you can make it out and it's... You can't pick out where it's coming from, but then Kolvik, you you feel something like hit the back of your boot and and it goes, eh. And then you turn around and there is like a stick. And it's like laying on the ground. It's got like arms and legs. And it's real like fucking cartoony. Like it's got on little white gloves and these weird oversized boots and it's little sticky arms and legs. And it's got two googly eyes glued to the front of it. I'm going to reach down and I'm going to pick it up and hold it in front of me. Alright. It's a little, it's a little, uh, you know, stick with arms and legs and whatnot and it starts kind of like, kind of like batting at your wrist a little bit and it's kind of going like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I'm going to it to the guys. What is this? <laughs> Try setting it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to point it to me. What are you? It kind of slaps at you like one or two more little times, and it's just, it's just, it's just not doing shit. <clears throat> and and I'll, like, I'll even say, I will set you on fire. What are you? He goes, Oh no, don't set me on fire, no. Oh, now my name's Henry, and I was trying to get in on the attack, but well, it kind of looks like everybody else is gone now. Oh, oh. How'd you get here, Henry? Oh, I'm, I'm one of the. I'm one of the, the one of the guys, just one of the regular old guys, just like all those other guys you fought. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm not one of the guys. Oh, damn it! Henry, you sound like poo. <laughs> <laughs> You're a towel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna walk it over to uh, Roscoe and Melvin, and have them speak to it. All right, explain your story to them. What what are you doing here? Oh well. My name's Henry, the awakened stick of average intelligence. And, uh, there used to be a guy here. He was, uh, kind of a druid and kind of a wizard. And, uh, his name was Bear McNougat. He's gone now. I've been gone for some time. We made all these other guys to work on the farm. I was one of his first creations. Very, very proud of the fact that I was one of his first creations. Well, I was smarter than everybody else, but, uh, I wasn't very strong wasn't real useful on a farm but it, you know it kept me around because i was so fun now i'm all alone where's bear mcnougat now 
Boy, he's dead. He's been dead for a little while. He he passed away. Well, it must be two years now. Did he pass peacefully? It was a little uncomfortable for him. But he... You know, I mean, that's, I suppose, what death is. <laughs> so what are you going to do now that uh, kind of wiped out your friends here? I hadn't given it much thought. Uh, well, I guess I could try and find my way. I could try and find my way to Perryland. But I don't... I don't know where... I don't really know much about it. The fuck is Perryland? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suppose you, uh... Real live beings probably wouldn't know much about Perryland. It's a magical land where all the animated things go after their masters are killed. It's a weird thing, but apparently we're effectively immortal. So, like, we kind of need a spot to go when there's no more use for us. I guess I'll just try and find that. There's probably, like, a bunch of teacups and shit. Like, all animated. You know, like in that story. Do you have any abilities? I'm, I'm just pretty average. I'm just a stick. What if we were to whittle something out of you? Oh, that sounds really uncomfortable. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being a whistle, I guess. <laughs> you could um, sharpen your head so you could defend yourself. <laughs> uh, um, how, how, how would you go about finding this Perry land? Well, you know, you just, you kind of hear talk from some of the other animated objects, and I would, uh, I guess there's some research I could do at the library, and, you know, I mean, it's got to be out there somewhere, right? Oh, no. Right? This is like the saddest stick in existence. I know. Kill it. <laughs> um, I don't know what to do with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> How big is the stick? Um, let's, let's find out. It is a seven inch long stick. And it's girth. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. However long a seven inch stick would be like, uh, let's just call it like, let's call it like an inch thick. The little fella. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's not like a full on switch. You know, he's, uh, is there anything of, uh, any interest around this farm? Uh, animated stick of average intelligence. Henry. Henry? Henry. It's it's Henry. Uh, well. Sorry, I'm just writing down Henry's dimensions. Might not need to. I'm not sure how long Henry's going to last here. (laughs) You know, it might come up later. I feel like this needs to be an adorable creature we take with us, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um... Henry explains that there's there's a trap door in the main sort of farmhouse of this place. And there's not a like a, a huge space underneath, but it's kind of like a crawl space under underneath down there. And he says that there's a a box under there that he's never been able to like get open. All right, thanks, Henry. Good luck finding Perryland. I'm still gonna hold him though. I like this guy. It's almost almost a sad mouse of man mouse and man situation uh, <laughs> of uh. Tell that of oh, mice and men. Uh, mice and big situation. I'm just holding him like <laughs> you're about as smart <laughs> as I am. <laughs> nice. He should be your pal. I just say, do you want to come with me, little stick? Your pal. Uh huh. <laughs> Man, just collecting pets left and right. You got Larduna and yeah. Now, now uh, Henry could ride Larduna. Larduna <laughs> L- L- is over with immaculate with Henry in my hand. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so you're just like walking along with this guy. Yeah, he does he does he want to come with us, or is he off to find Perryland? Well, he's he's just like, oh, I guess we're going over here now. Like, right, you gonna... <laughs> <laughs> as far as he's concerned, like being with you is as fast a way as any to get to Perryland. I, I guess so. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and let him. Yeah, I mean, are you like asking yeah, him if he I'm wants to go him. with? Would you like to? Would you like to come with us? Oh sure, that that sounds all right. Where 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 are you going? Well, I don't know. <laughs> to Perryland, of course. Oh, oh great! Oh, I'll go with String you. Stringing along, <laughs> <laughs> lying to this poor stick. <laughs> I'm just like in my head, like imagining like a scene of me of him like jumping through a meadow, and I'm like tying a string on on him and going fish him, and he's like the rod and. <laughs> They got the long string wrapped around him. You're flying a kite with him. <laughs> We're going to have so much fun together, guys. He could also be a toy for starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Go run yourself out in that field and he'll come fetch you. I don't know your intentions. I'm going to go ahead and keep him on my shoulder, though, for now. Oh, gosh, that's sure nice. <laughs> so... So, uh, yeah, Henry, the uh, animated stick of average intelligence, is now riding on your shoulder. What do you guys want to do from here? I guess we'll go explore that trap door. Trap door. All right. You mosey your way on up to the house, and conveniently enough, because of uh, Mayor Mike McMilk, uh, you have a key. <laughs> you unlock the front door, so that's nice and easy. You find the trap door easy enough, because... Um, Henry shows you where it is. Oh, it's right over here, guys. Here you go. <laughs> he pulls back the sleeve. It's like a big struggle for him to pull back this rug off the floor. Like, eh, eh, it's right under. It's right under here. Let me just get this. He falls over a couple times and you know slips and falls. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he manages to get this stick out of the way. Or sorry, <laughs> this no. He manages to get this rug out of the way, and you see a trap door. Pry that guy open. You get downstairs and. There is indeed a box O treasure down there, and you find in that box there's about three thousand five hundred and seventy-two gold. Holy moly! Whoa, man! Mary McMilk doesn't need to know about that. <laughs> <laughs> three thousand? How much? Mayor Mike McMilk. Mayor Mike McMilk. Three thousand? Uh, how much? Three thousand five hundred and seventy-two. Nice. Mayor Mike McMilk, majority member of the Masons. I've been trying to think of other M things all night, and I just couldn't come up with a good one. Man, majority. And uh, to be perfectly honest, that about wraps her up for the farm here. I'm just going to DM railroad you guys into uh, grabbing all that cash. You've now got a, a new little buddy. You mosey your way on back to the town. The mayor's having a beverage. The mayor, Mike McMilk, is having a beverage up at the bar. Sipping a milk stout, and uh, he's uh, he's pleasantly surprised to see you guys all come back. You explain the situation. Are you going to be like uh, out in the open about your new buddy here? Are you going to hide him in your bag or? Oh anything? yeah, I'm definitely going to hide him in a bag. Probably when I do get around these simple parts. Gotcha. When I guess I got back You stuff you stuff uh, Henry the stick in the bag. Talk to the mayor, explain everything except for that and except for the money. Tell him that the farm area is cleared out. And he's damned happy to hear that. 
He gleefully agrees to pay for anything that you guys have um, for like, you know, the next couple of days. Make yourselves at home, make yourselves comfortable. Food, beverage, and the like are all on the house, or on the mayor anyway. And uh, you've now spread and earned. More and more. <laughs> <laughs> Abandoned sweet water brandy. You just get the bottle. <laughs> oh, that son of a bitch. Are you sharing with Henry? What? Yeah, I'm just gonna hand Wait. him little things down there. What does Henry eat as a stick? Oh yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think Henry eats anything. He's just a like awakened stick. <laughs> I just go ahead and set Henry inside of the glass so it just soaks him up and I'm oh, oh, I'm all fucked up. <laughs> I can barely walk. <laughs> You're getting a lot of funny looks as people walk by and you've got this seven inch stick from outside just in your fucking glass. <laughs> I lost a little bark in there, I'm sorry. Did that guy just talk? No. <laughs> yeah, this, people just keep hearing this little squeaky voice coming from like near this big gruff orc. <laughs> just talk to it. Just moved two seats down. <laughs> Real fucking Smeagol situation over there, but with a stick. Look at that guy to the right of us, just smiling at us. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Look at that fat ass at the end of the bar. <laughs> stick is a bad drunk. <laughs> he gets real mean. He's doing like the, the old-timey fisticuffs thing. <laughs> Whoa there, little buddy. Some stick can't hold their liquor. Oh, you fucking idiot yokels. Alright, so you guys have an uh, enjoyable evening, resting up and all the rest of it, getting your hit points back, yada yada, and eventually, mosey your way on up to bed. And that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> I feel like Henry's not going to last very long. <laughs> so far he's having his fun purpose, though. Well, I don't know, you know, I mean... What if he was the key the whole time, though? We can't break him now. In another part of the world, five figures creep and crawl and climb along the side of a mountain. Even from a distance, it is obvious they are injured and starving. They carry no possessions, no food, no weapons. Even the clothing they wear seems inadequate, little more than rags, and certainly no protection from the elements. Yet still, they climb higher. In the waning light of dusk, we see the tallest one walking at the rear of the group. We see this one reach for a branch to pull themselves up the side of the steep incline. But the branch is dead, dry, and brittle. It cracks, then snaps off entirely. The figure's arms pinwheel, comically throwing the branch high into the air. This one teeters precariously, then falls backwards. A scream echoes across the mountainside. The remaining four pause in their climb to look over their shoulders at the tall figure rapidly rolling and receding down and away from them. The screams have not stopped echoing, and the body has not stopped tumbling, but they turn and resume their quest anyway. In another part of the world, four figures creep and crawl and climb along the side of a mountain. Well, Kolvik, let's start with you. Why don't you tell me? What all happened to you as you became 12 levels old? <laughs> well, on my 12th 
level birthday, I went ahead and used your awesome rolls because mine sucked for my HP. I'm glad you brought that in and got uh, nine new hit points on top of that. And then I gained the attribute of Shield Master instead of the using the skill points. I went ahead and got that. Oh, trait. you took the you took the feet yes, Shield Master. Yes, I used the, the feet Shield Master. And uh, now because that Dragon Shield is actually very cool, and I think that'll come in handy with that. For your birthday, should we set twelve clowns on fire and then you can blow them out? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but if I did it, you would shame me. But if you did it, it would be cool, though. So, I'm pretty sure that's how our back and forth goes. It's good that you guys have that, you know, that little, little repertoire. Shield Master, you use shields not just for protection, but also for offense. You gain the following benefits while you are wielding a shield. Fun thing to say. Wielding a shield. Wielding a shield. <laughs> Wielding a shield. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners at home, you try it now. Wielding a shield. Wielding a shield. <laughs> if you take the attack action on your turn, you can use a bonus action to try to shove a creature within five feet of you with your shield. It's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just read this next line as, as uh, if you aren't decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> just, I mean, just as a general rule, if you aren't decapitated, you'll be able to do this stuff. Everything should be prefixed with that. <laughs> if you're not de- decapitated. If you aren't incapacitated, you can add your shield's AC bonus to any dexterity saving throw you make against a spell or other harmful effect that targets only you. Well, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The last one's my favorite. Oh, all right. If you are subjected to an effect that allows you to make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage, you can use your reaction to take no damage if you succeed on the saving throw, interposing your shield between yourself and the source of the effect. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just fucking badass. That's yeah. some, like, classic D&D imagery, too. Like, all the old images of, like, the shield yeah, up and the, the dragon fucking dragon's breath. Grab, like, yeah, that's exactly what that is. Oh, that's awesome. Cool, man. That's a fucking badass feat. I don't think I've ever actually read that one before, so... Yeah, that was a... A little learning day for me. It was a delight. We had had a discussion on critical hits, too. I don't know if you want to... Did I... I missed it? Yeah, you were upstairs. (coughs) You were upstairs, and uh, when you were upstairs, Roscoe was trying to figure out how critical hits were going to work with a sneak attack. I think we came up with... He would roll his damage dice twice, add them together... Add his bonus, and then also add any of his sneak attack bonuses to that. So the way sneak attack damage works, and uh, I may have to look this up just to double check, but the, somebody simplified it in like a forum one time, and I thought this was a good way to think of it, is you, you can either choose to double or roll again any dice that go with it. Anything that's a straight up plus is just added once. So if you had like... 2d6 plus 4, it would really be 4d6 plus 4. That's like the critical damage. And then sneak attack is dice rolling. So that's... What about the plus on his weapon? On his dagger? Does Uh, that count twice or once? Just once. Anything that's a straight plus number is just a single time. Let me... uh... And he has a plus 5 dagger. Did you know that? He made it. I made it. I forged that in the forges of my brain. Mountain neck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> of fires of mountain neck forged in the fires of, of mountain neck he goes by damn neck 
Should I say DM Nick? Yeah. The, f- the fires of Mount DM Nick. DM Nick. Yeah, and they specifically call it sneak attack in here. So when you score a critical hit, you get to roll extra dice for the attack's damage against the target. Roll all of the attack's damage dice twice and add them together. Then add any relevant modifiers as normal. To speed up play, you can roll all the damage dice at once. Or, as I mentioned, some people just roll the damage dice and then multiply that by two. For example, if you score a critical hit with a dagger, roll 2d4 for the damage rather than 1d4, then add your relevant ability modifier. If the attack involves other damage dice, such as from the rogue's sneak attack feature, you roll those dice twice as well. So it really comes down to that sort of like elegant shorthand of if there's dice, you do them twice, and anything that's uh, just a plus is a single time. This came up in the context of my assassinate ability. Ooh. So I get advantage on any creature that hasn't taken a turn, and a successful attack roll is a critical hit. It's just an automatic critical. As long as the attack roll is successful. Fucking shit, man. That's uh, that's hardcore. Mm-hmm. When did you gain that feat? I'm not going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this earlier. Third level. I, I feel like that's a section we should add to the podcast, uh, which is like, today Josh we fucked doesn't up. doesn't know how to play D&D. <laughs> Oh, like I said, I've missed like Divine Strike I've had for a few levels now and then everything else, and I'm just looking up Proficiency in shield. I mean, how does that work? Mm, I think proficiency in shields basically means you get to use shields. Okay. I, you know, so I've without never, it, you don't get them. I've never looked that one up specifically, but I don't think that you get anything special for being shield proficient. I think that if you're not proficient in shields, you just don't get shit for it. Um, All right. I don't know. Maybe that'll be our, our first fan mail correction letter. Roscoe, tell us about your level. On the 12th day of leveling, my true rogue gave to me <laughs> eight, nine more hit points, two more points and two strength, bringing me to a zero modifier. Nice. And that is it, I think. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think I am. You're not getting any special abilities at 12? Nope. Excellent. Melvin. Pretty straightforward here. I added two more points to intelligence to completely maximize out that bonus. So I'm at a 20 intelligence now. God damn. And I suck at rolling, so I just added the basic vanilla six hit points to my total. Uh, you know what? Why don't you guys, just for uh, just for giggles, let's go back in that same order. Kolvik, tell me what your HP and your AC is. All right. Hold for information. <laughs> The fingers you have used to dial are too fat. <laughs> to obtain a special dialing wand, please mash the keypad with your hand now. What the fuck is that from? From Simpsons. When Homer gets hyper obese. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get disability. <laughs> and then he weighs himself, and he's like one pound shy of getting hyper obesity, so he eats a donut made out of Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my current hit points is 76, and my armor class is 20. Hot diggity. Uh, well, so what is that with your shield or without your shield? Yep, that with is with everything. What's your HP? I'm sorry. What? Well, I, we'll have to listen to the episode again to get that. 
It's 76. All right. Roscoe? I, I, I thought you were going to mock me for that. That's all. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to his HP. Uh, my HP is 91 and my armor class is 16. God damn. I wonder what the math on that works out to be. Like, are you guys equal, essentially? You know, like with HP versus AC. Somebody's made that fucking graph somewhere. Oh, yeah. All like left. Yoish! But- Yoish! <laughs> I made a graph! I think I'd have to go into like percentages and how many times you get hit and all that weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. it'd be like a parabola, wouldn't it? Like the HP is high on one side and like your armor class is high on the other, and like the I don't fucking know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that was real convincing, though, man. You busted out a ten dollar word for that explanation. Parabola. 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 I'm pretty sure if, if you made a graph, he approaches infinity and. <laughs> You're always talking about parabola. <laughs> Paraboli. Para- How do you say that? Melvin, what is your HP and AC? HP is 72, AC is 14. All right. In true Melvin fashion. Noise. Noise, noise. Report complete. <laughs> Beginning fart sequence. Wait, these farts smell. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what about the farts that smells? A deeply felt hello to you, faithful VGAT fans. Welcome back, as always. We're getting along just fine here in VGAT land. The holidays are chugging right along. We're all getting fatter, dumber, and happier. There is a very special Christmas gift I would love from all of you, though. And that's just to keep on listening and enjoying what we're doing here. I'm starting to try out a few new things, if you hadn't noticed. And we've got a few new and different story things coming up. The gang's at level 12 now, so we're over the hill from both a level and a storyline perspective. There's plenty of time to bring it on home, though, so that's the path we're starting down. You guys got the usual drill down by now, right? Patreon, ratings and reviews in iTunes, tell everyone you know about us. Cool. It's getting pretty late for me here, so we're just going to leave it at that. And that's about enough for this low-effort mid-roll. Let's get back to the good stuff. So basically, you guys had, uh, you had talked to this, this stick. Um, he wanted to go to Perryland, but had no idea where it was. So you guys are really just kind of like continuing your adventuring on. Uh, you guys don't really have like a specific goal or destination or anything right now. Um, or at least at this very moment. You're still waiting for the temple to open back up so that you can grab the chalice once that pops out. Uh, but until then, you don't really have any specific destination. You're just, you guys are just roaming adventurers looking for adventure throughout the land. You travel south down the road. You stay at a few taverns, stay at a few inns. Henry, the stick of average intelligence, is hanging out with you guys. And, you know, you probably got to keep him, like, stowed away a little bit. But, you know, he pops out here and there and has some conversation with you guys and tells you of his life on the farm and other boring things that you probably don't care too much about. You guys have been traveling south, not really having any particular destination, just looking for where the next adventure is going to take you. Your sort of main quest plot is temporarily on hold until the next things can happen to you there. You're just, you know, sallying forth, adventuring on. We don't really 
we don't have a direction to go for Perryland. We're just gonna eventually maybe just ask around and I mean, we're just gonna No particular place to go. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. You might uh I mean that's a that's a good question. Hey, can you define where Perryland is? Oh. Do you have divination? Yeah. Yeah, we can uh possibly do that. That's uh not a bad idea there, Elvin. Look at look at you guys playing D and D. Using your abilities and whatnot. Yeah, I figured Haya would probably know where it is. It's not really a question of a specific... Well, do we have a specific goal? What the fuck is Perryland? It's going to come back and it's like, what? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, if I use Divination, will everybody be able to see the uh, the god at that point? Um, so divination doesn't necessarily mean that the god appears to you, although I think that's the way we've done it most times yeah, so Yeah, most far. times here, yeah. D-I- Okay, I can ask divination. a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur within the next seven days. Uh, yep, so the DM offers a truthful reply. The reply might be a short phrase, a cryptic rhyme, or an omen. So... I've been being a little bit generous with showing you the actual goddess every time it's happened, but mm-hmm. we could, uh, uh, you know, kind of play it by ear. Maybe you get a sign, maybe you don't. Maybe. Think. Maybe there's like, eh, I don't really feel like talking. I feel like you're using me a bit too much there, buddy. You well, if you do cast the spell two or more times before finishing your next long rest, there's a cumulative 25% chance after each casting that you get a random reading. The DM makes this roll in secret. Well, actually, um, I might use... Well, actually. Well, actually. <laughs> actually. Well, well, actually. So I'm using divination. <laughs> you need to give me an answer. That we haven't determined if that. Lewis or Kevin is the DM. <laughs> so just two of them playing. <laughs> what? <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> I might use divine intervention. <laughs> they can't get a third person. <laughs> There's two of them. I'm sorry, continue. You no, had a thing you were going to D&D no, there. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's much more interesting. Um, see if I can use divine intervention instead. You can call on your deity when you intervene on behalf when your need is great. And so if we don't know where this place is, that seems pretty great to me. And if you roll a number equal or lower than your critical... Clerical level, your deity intervenes, and the DM chooses a nature of intervention. So would this be neat? Like, we're kind of lost, and we don't know where we're going, so they can... If you want to burn the slot, man. Well, no, that's a that's a clerical... Um, oh, that's a clerical, just straight-up ability. Ability, yeah. And so, like, uh, what do you get, like, a once-between-long-rests, or...? I think so. All right. Well, let me have you uh, roll up a d20, then. All right. Equal lower. Colvec. Colvec. Equal lower. Three is lower. Three is definitely lower yep. than your clerical level. All right. Um, hang on. I'm gonna have to, right. Let me see how that manifests. Uh, is, I'm sorry. What was the name of this thing again? Uh, it was called Divine Intervention under Clerical Abilities. And it takes seven days to recharge. Divine <coughs> Intervention. Get out of here. Oh, you rolled a d20, and my bad, so I fucked this up. 
Imploring your deity's aid requires you to use your action. Describe the assistance you seek and roll percentile dice. If you roll a number equal to or lower than your clerical level, your deity intervenes. Oh. And then I get to choose the nature of that intervention. Blah, blah, blah. So it has to be lower than 12%. You get a 12% chance. 76. 76. Yeah. Oh, man, you're way on the other end. So yep. Haya is just, she's out at a fucking rave or something. She just didn't hear you. Mm -hmm. A rave? <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> <laughs> oons, oons. Why? I just wanted to do that before. I mean, we could try divination if you still want to go that route. It, you do you, man. All right. Since she's too busy to heed my damn call, figuring we're not important enough now, I am going to use divination and actually try to get her here instead. You're going to just try to summon her? Yes. Is that how this works? Mm -hmm. You ask a single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity to occur in the next within seven days. Okay. So... I mean, assuming that you're going to get to Perryland in seven days. Mm -hmm. no, I'm that, just kidding. That's a question. So uh -huh. tell me, what is your single question concerning a specific goal, event, or activity? Where's Perryland? We are looking for Perryland. Can you lead us the way? Um, or like how, I, I just want to be a dick and be like, no. no. <laughs> I, know, I, just, like, I should have said a yes or no. That's Can you not... lead us the way? Yeah, that was <laughs> that do, your first mistake. How do we get to Perryland? How do we get to Perryland? Okay, I'll give you the mulligan on that one. Um, and so let's say that you guys are camped by the side of the road by this point, you know, you, you've walked your stretch for the day and you decide to do this divination whilst, you know, chowing down dinner or whatever else you guys are doing for the evening. You ask your question and, um, uh, how does this resolve? You feel like, you feel like a bit of like a like a twinge like something happened you can't tell what it is exactly but you get like you get like a positive feeling like your like your question has been answered but you don't really get like a real sense of what that means or like i'm describing this really terribly you get the sense that like i didn't get an answer right now but i'm going to the rest of the evening goes on you're kind of like looking around and you're kind of like you're not really like you know seeing anything different about the world but you've just got the sense that it is different yeah, whatever. You kind of put it off. Forget We're about already it. in Perryland. Dun dun dun! Wow, wow, shit. wow, wow! wow. <laughs> have been the whole time. Yeah, I'm just gonna sound like an idiot trying to describe this. You guys, we're not there, but I feel like we're gonna get there. Let's just keep doing what we're doing, guys. Face. And they're like, "What? Does anybody have a pencil sharpener?" Yes. No, I'm in like in the game. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to start whittling him down? <laughs> I was actually really confused. What were you going to pull out of your pocket? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> I was just doing a Hank Scorpio. Do you have any sugar? <laughs> Sorry, it's not in packets. <laughs> that was what I was just listening to not too long ago as you guys saying that joke last time we recorded. I was thinking that too. <laughs> well, evening passes. You don't really... I don't know. Evening just passes, right? I've kind of described that in, inadequately enough. Morning comes around. You guys are packing up your gear and... You know, there's there's Henry, and oh, woo, hey, he's just being all excited and happy to be alive and whatnot. And as you're stumbling your way out of the camp onto the road, uh, you you like trip over a rock, which is weird for Kolvik because Kolvik's a pretty uh, you know agile kind of guy. And as he looks down, he looks at the rock and he sees that there's a little note sticking out from under the side of it. And the note says, "We understand you're looking for Perryland. Keep traveling south, and we'll contact you again." 
the hell? Who do you think we is? I don't know. Dun, dun, dun. Let's go north. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so I grab the note, pass it on to you guys, and I lead a here, Melvin. I don't know why you're the leader here, but... I don't I, know why I am either. Because he's old. You know what, though? <clears throat> I'm really fucking freaked out. Like, I don't like the idea of... <laughs> I don't like the idea of sentient things. <laughs> I don't really like Henry. This Most is, things are flammable, though. <laughs> yes. And part of me kind of wants to get to Perryland so I can destroy Perryland. You want to destroy Perryland? I think so. <laughs> I, th I don't like any of this. I try I don't, to. I don't need shit coming to life. Like, are you saying this to us? Or are you like, this is what's going in your head? This is what's going in my head, and I'm kind of giving Henry kind of the side eye. I'm just grabbing Henry, just kind of holding him, tuck trying it, to plug his ears your... wherever they are. <laughs> <laughs> trying to Where find ears on a stick to plug them. <laughs> Where <are> you at? <laughs> I like Henry. He's my little buddy. He's about the same intelligence as me, so <laughs> mistake. <laughs> I don't know, man. That and. Fucking snowball. What's his? What's your dog's name? Starfish. Starfish. <laughs> Starfish is like every time Starfish sees Henry running around, like that's just unnatural for a dog to see a stick running around on its own. That's got to be just taunting. <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa! Nice dog you got over there. <laughs> way over there. That's good. Just keep your dog way over there. Well, this is a sign from Hiaya. I I trust it. Let's go south. Let's go south and burn. Uh, visit Perryland. Onward, Lenny the Dick. <laughs> Yeah, south we go. You continue on south. It's a relatively uneventful day. Uh, nothing special, not too hot, not too cold. You know, no monsoons or anything like that. Maybe a light rain here and there, but just kind of a regular ass day. You decide to pick this spot on the side of the road. You make camp and uh, have, a, have a pretty basic plain evening. Do, do, do. You wake up the next morning. You know, I guess I've never asked you guys, because we've been in relatively friendly territories. Do you guys, like, keep a watch or anything like that overnight? Do you uh, do you post up to, to try and not get attacked by bears and burglars? Or Whenever it's come up, it seems like we've always had a plan of watch, especially since Melvin only sleeps or meditates for four hours, so... I'm just awake most of the time. Mm -hmm. We're pretty badass, so we don't really have anything to worry about. Yeah. We're very good. Henry also doesn't sleep, so he's like, oh, watch out for you guys. Go ahead and sleep. It's not creepy at all. And Starfish is a pretty good guard dog, so... There you go. That's a good point. Yeah? A little, little bit of all of that. I sleep, I'm going to have Henry on my shoulder just slap me in the face when, hey, it's kind of scary out here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get in your sleeping bag. Not for weird stuff. Fire's getting a little low, Henry. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, based on that, then, let's just, uh, let's have you guys make each, uh, a perception roll. Perception. Hey, Roscoe, guess what I rolled? What did you roll? A three. Terrible. Uh, Colder? 22. 22. Eight. Eight. Four. All right. Did I even roll my 20? <laughs> nope, I didn't. <laughs> It'd be hard to roll a 20 on a 12-sided dice. That's better. 19. 19. You don't have any thing to perception? I do not. Wow. I think as a rogue, you would. Something. Stealth. No, he's all about avoiding perceptions, not about uh, making his own perceptions. Well, unfortunately, none of you guys really uh, notice anything throughout the evening. I mean, nothing happened, right? If you didn't notice it, nothing happened. You wake up the next morning, you're packing up <laughs> camp, and 
Kolvik will say that since you got the highest of those perception rolls, that you are the first one to notice that sticking out under another rock, like 10 feet outside of camp, there's another little piece of paper there. I go up and I read it. You grab that piece of paper and it says, travel west along this road. By midday, you should reach a small fort. Our agents will contact you there. Is this all in common, by the way? It's all in common, and it's the same handwriting and paper that you guys saw the last time. Okay. And nothing about this paper seems out of the ordinary. It's just kind of regular paper. Does uh, does Henry look a little duller than usual? <laughs> <laughs> Is it written in pencil? Is it that? <laughs> <laughs> Which end would be sharpened? Would it be would he be like pencil Vester, where he's gonna like? <laughs> <laughs> a little hip shimmy to get a note on paper. No, he doesn't look any sharper or duller. <gasps> Once again, share the uh, note to you guys. Well, how how far away? Half a day? Yeah, by midday. By midday? Okay. I don't know. Does Do you ever feel comfortable about Grace scoping things out as a bird? You mean, do I think she's... Tagging along, like. Oh wait, is she she's yeah, not here. She's not with you guys no, right no, now. She's not here. Okay, scratch that. Mm-hmm. Y'all left her back home, safe and sound. Like you said, we're well, pretty badass. Let's just roll with it. Well, let's ask uh, Henry. Does these notes mean anything to you? What do yeah. you know? No, it just looks like a note. So it's kind of nice. Somebody's looking out for you, though. Just always good to know that somebody's looking out for you. Do I think Henry's lying? Roll some insight. I'll trust Henry. Whoa. That was a weird roll. <laughs> Seven? No? Uh, plus, that would be 13. 13. Um, you are, you're just confident as hell that he's fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lying stick. You lying piece of stick. Henry, I think you're lying. Well, well, well I don't got nothing to lie about. I'm just, just a stick. I'm just... I'm just a regular old stick. Nothing to worry about. I'm actually going to try to defend Henry as well. Me and him kind of bonded. We see him like, wait, wait. Why are you thinking he's lying about this? I asked Taya. This obviously is from her. That doesn't mean he's not lying because he's lying. Henry, please tell us what you know. Um, so he goes on to explain like, you know, he's just a stick. He's just a stick from this farm. He was made by this wizard and he just wants to get to some place where it's safe to be a stick. Do, do you guys want to roll some insight against that, or...? Yeah, I have to. Just because I've been traveling with Melvin, and I probably should trust his judgment a lot more. Uh, and... Colbert, I'm actually going to have you roll insight with disadvantage, because your uh, your judgment is clouded by how much uh, you love this stick. Still going to be a 24. A 24? 24 is your fucking low roll for insight? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, 17 and then 8 for insight. Yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Kolvik, you know. I ain't good you, about a lot, but sweet, gosh dang it. Sweet mother of God, you know that this, this stick is telling the truth. You've got a really good read on him. You guys have become really good friends. Even with this little bit of bias that you've got, you're confident he's not lying to you. Melvin, however, is very certain that this stick is a fucking liar. What he's, is it? he's a stick, man. Mechanically, what lie? this means is that Melvin's role was not high enough to know. And, like, your bias is, like, not trusting this stick. So, like, because you failed the roll, mm-hmm. you are fucking certain that this stick is fucking lying to you. Like, he's a stick. He doesn't have the ability to lie, man. He doesn't have the brain function. But didn't you just find out? He just... I found yeah. out. 
That's what I'm saying. Kolvik knows that he's telling the truth with that high of an insight roll. You oh. failed your roll. I see. Which is why you're lying. confident that he's lying. Like, no, uh, man. It just can't be true. I'm just. Is this st- stupid pencil on the ground, or is he on Kolvik? I don't know. Kolvik, how's it, how you guys been traveling? Well, he's been inside, like, my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just, he's been inside me the whole time. <laughs> inside my pockets. <laughs> He knows I don't know why I thought that's where you're gonna go. Kolvik <laughs> <laughs> really seems like he's gonna stick up his ass these days. We're not trying to days. smuggle him across the border or anything. <laughs> <laughs> the very good coyotes. <laughs> gonna need you to keister something for me. <laughs> get, get stick it way up there. <laughs> it was the way, way you opened up, up that sentence. <laughs> up in there oh man that dude, some, it makes no sense but for some reason i thought that's where you're going with that both so th- you guys have you've had yeah in pocket. both times he's in pocket and then if not when we travel he's just on my shoulder just hanging safe. out yep, okay just so yeah out. he's not on the ground he's somewhere <sighs> somewhere on kolvik's person all right <laughs> he's lucky he's on kolvik just saying stick i wouldn't even give him the dignity of calling him a pencil are you are you doing the the, the fucking fingers to the eyes thing? Like exactly. I'm fucking watching you. I'm watching you. To be clear, he is just a, a stick, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a sentient stick. I don't know why I thought he was a pencil. You're he's... thinking of Mr. Poopy Butthole. No, I'm thinking of Pencil Vester. Ah, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did go over that image. He does have like arms and legs. They're real like cartoony and whatnot. And he's got two googly eyes glued to the front of him. You're not sure if he actually can see through the googly eyes. But, like, they're straight-up googly eyes. Like, when he moves around, they're, like, rolling around in there. What's Mr. Poopy Butthole? Is he also a pencil? Yeah, he's actually just poop. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't know if he... Is he... Oh, wait. Mr. Poopy Butthole. Sorry. I was thinking of the one from South Park where it's the, like... No, you're thinking of Mr. Hanky. Mr. Hanky. Yeah. Mr. Poopy Butthole is, like... A th- I don't. They don't really say what he is. Yeah, he's, he's like a, a thing. He's a, he's a species of... Oh, good one. He's his own species of some kind, which I think Noob Noob is, is, is like, of the same ilk. Oh, really? He does I, I mean, they like... just look the same. They're both that, like, meat tube shape. God damn. God damn, Bobby. Well. <laughs> yeah, he, he is like a Mr. Poopy butthole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh-wee. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> uh, God, I love it. When you see shit like uh, voiced by Justin Roiland, like who in that fucking show isn't? Marty? No, that's... Really? Yeah. Rick and Morty are Justin <laughs> Roiland and like 80% they, of the other characters. They say right on the wiki, it says, status alive, species, Mr. Poopy Butthole species. LAUGHTER <laughs> <laughs> I think that sums it up, right? <laughs> oh, shit. That's... What else do you need to know, folks? Well, what's noob noobs, then? Mr. <laughs> I'm so Mr. Poopy Butthole Species. I thought that's what you were... I thought you were talking about noob noob species. No, I'm talking Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> noob noob. Species. Likely Mr. Poopy Butthole species. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You got a lot to do here. So, where the fuck were we? What's a a derogatory name for a stick? 
Uh, like a, a twig? Twig. Listen to a twig. Here. Switch. <laughs> Which, no. I don't. I've never tried to insult a stick before. I don't. Oh, oh barkless over there. Yeah, old, <laughs> firewood. I don't know. Firewood. Firewood. You're only good kind, for kindling. Kindling. Listen here, kindling. <laughs> I got my eye on you. Well, that's great. It's uh, nice to know how more people are watching out for me. Shut your face, Twig. <laughs> I don't technically... Well, I kind of have a face. <laughs> Never mind. Does he even blink? Or is his eyes open? <laughs> no, they're literally like googly eyes. Like <laughs> like when he turns around and like they're all like, <laughs> they're rattling around in there. He can only see... Is crazy. <laughs> he can only see straight when he's standing still. Otherwise, he's like always look around like he's drunk. <laughs> it's like the... It's like... Uh, what is that? Like pigeons? Like, that's why they walk like that, because they can only see when their head is still. <laughs> so they, like, move, and then they move their body. It's weird. Anywho. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Learn something new every time you listen to VGAT. Traveling along the road, travel, 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 you eventually reach a, a large square wall enclosing a courtyard. Uh, you cautiously approach, and after not seeing anything weird or awry or anything with it, you eventually make your way inside of this courtyard. As you approach the center, you see that there is a tall wooden stake hammered into the ground, roughly in the center of this courtyard, and nailed onto it is a piece of paper. What would you like to do? Mm, I'll Start go. the paper on fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never read it. Go home. I'll walk up and read it. Tear that uh, little sheet of paper off of that stick, and it says, You have arrived. Wait here, and one of our agents will contact you. Do not leave. Why are Asians going to contact us? Did you say Asians? <laughs> agents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Asia in this fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Melvin's standing there with a the note. What the fuck is an agent? <laughs> It's <laughs> a good question, though. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and it was our agents. Like, you imagine our like, agents showing up somewhere and be like, "Our agents will contact you." Fine. <laughs> okay. If you say they're yours, like, kind of a little weird in this modern era. Yeah. People aren't really proper. This is the Mississippi. What are we doing here? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the next day as you're meeting up with the Asians they're like our Italians will meet you in the morning <laughs> alright so there you go you've read, the, you've read the note it says you have arrived wait here and one of our agents will contact you do not leave it's about midday your buddy Henry the Stick is just kind of like bouncing around this field just like woohoo hey woo just trying to stay out of the reach of uh, <laughs> starfish and yeah, he's surprisingly fast. He's a little, you know, kind of agile, and he's able to keep out of the dog's mouth. And there you be. Okay. I guess we're going to wait. What are we going to do to pass the time? Should we play D&D? Good idea. Just inception the hell out of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what it is. You guys are playing Lewis and Kevin. You guys aren't playing D&D, you're playing L and K. What are the Never rules mind. of what are the rules of L and K? Oh god. 
You you play thirteen year old boys. <laughs> uh, you have to roll every two minutes to resist having a boner. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you have disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a boob anywhere nearby, <laughs> you see you see a stick running around. It looks like a boner. You get a boner. <laughs> I don't miss being thirteen. Nope. All right, you guys hang out, and a, a very uneventful day passes. You keep thinking that, like, you know, any moment now, or, you know, like, around the corner or out of the one of the, like, gaps in this wall, you're going to see somebody approaching or something's going to happen, like, probably getting kind of irritating at this point, like like somebody's fucking with you or something like that. Uh, night falls. You guys set up watch. Who would be, who would be on, the like, the first watch? Or are you guys, I mean, are you really just not even fucking keeping watch? You guys are just like, fuck these people out and nobody can mess with us, or? No. Ooh. Starfish is on watch. Mm. I would, Starfish uh, is on I watch. I would start first watch. Like I said, as long as Melvin can do his uh, four-hour meditation. Sure. Is there any particular reason we would be on watch? Because I don't feel like we're very often on watch. Maybe, like, I feel like we got burned not having a watch before. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh. Like, when was the last time we got burned? In that dungeon where Melvin was eating soup, and uh, didn't we try to rest in one of the side rooms and some hellhounds attacked us? I, I feel like that, that uh, kind of taught that us That experience? Mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah. All right, so, Kolvik, you're up on first watch. I'm going to have you make a perception roll. Okay. 22. 22. Kolvik, you can hear the uh, the scrape of something against stone high up on the wall. Uh, let's say behind you, or sorry, not behind you. Like I would imagine that you guys are in the. It's it's like a. What would that be? Like imagine a square, and the south end of it's got a uh, an open space where you could walk through. And to the left and right of you, you see these like two sort of staircases going up to the top of this relatively thick wall. It's probably 15 feet tall or so. You know, there must have been like a house or some kind of a settlement here, some kind of fort or stronghold in the past. Uh, And I'd say it's on the eastern side. You hear like just the the scrape of something on the stone or or on the brick up there. Would I feel alarmed enough to need to awaken my compadres here, would I just think it was just a weird scraping noise? Why don't you give me... Let's just do another perception roll. Okay. Nice. Another 22. Yeah, you feel like maybe you should rouse the group. Yep, I'll do just that. Melvin! Roscoe! I just heard a weird scraping sound that the DM just described. Episode 59, O. Henry, was released on December 2nd, 2018. Baby, come back. Baby, come back to... Vegan. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. (laughs) That's like one of the things that I really want to know, though. Like, what are all these companies doing with that information?
Like, what are you all doing with Fucking my you. location information? Right? Pretty soon. It, real. I can Why? see how the Matrix actually just happens. Like, the whole movie where people get inserted into pods. I'm like, fuck it, just put me in a pod. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my fucking pod, let's go. <laughs> you want my location information? Sure. I'm in my fucking pod. <laughs> It'll never change. I'm pretty sure everybody voluntarily got into all those pods in that movie. Like, I think our listeners know we're drinking. <laughs>